Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, we are back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, along with Jim Wood. So, just going through a list of the 15 worst performing mutual funds of 2023 and the lessons you can learn from this. You know, sometimes uh, we have the lessons we learn from this. And I always have to point out, no, I learned the lesson, thankfully, 25 years ago. I uh, didn't have to learn the lesson again this past year, but whatever happened, we see that all the time. And and uh, take note, people that put our podcast together, <laughs> don't put it, it was as in lessons that we learned as in I learned, that maybe it's you learned. <laughs> <laughs> or they learned, hopefully, or somebody learned, hopefully. But anyway, so it was the worst performing investments for 2023. And um, lots of FOIA funds on this list. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the number two worst performing fund was, again, Jim, you'd be finding this interesting. Ultra short. Ah, <laughs> ultra know, again. Yeah. Pro funds ultra short NASDAQ in this particular case. They shorted the NASDAQ. And of course, NASDAQ is going to be very technology heavy. It's a platform where stocks are traded. And they were short in an area that you just didn't want to be short in 2023. It turned out to be a phenomenal area of the market. But there were people at the beginning of the year said this area of the market's just overpriced. It's uh, overvalued. It's, you know, it's going to come down. It's, you know, the stocks are selling for a high multiple compared to earnings. And and I often point out when somebody says you got to watch out when you got a high PE ratio. You know, high PE ratio means a high price is really high compared to earnings. Uh, that means that the, the market is overpriced. And the reality of it is if it's a high P.E. ratio, it just means that the earnings yield is lower. It doesn't mean that it's going to come down. It just means the earnings yield is lower. And so it still has a positive expected return. But you can't predict this stuff. Any, you know, any points on that? Well, that's, it just goes back to something I talked a little bit um, earlier about in that it's, uh, if you and I are talking about this or if somebody's looking online and sees this piece of information or anything, that's already known, and it's known by all the managers, all the hedge fund owners, all the pension managers, all the individuals looking at the computer, talking about stocks. That's available information, mm -hmm. so it's subject to all the interpretation and the accumulated knowledge of that vast group. So to think you can look at that price and say, that price is wrong and it's going to correct and I'm going to take advantage of it then that's just not likely it's to happen. Height you, of arrogance, too. Yeah, you, you might get lucky, and yeah, sometimes it's of arrogance to think you got that down. Yeah. Well, the thing that happened is AI happened to it. I mean, you think about it, that was, you know, people are, I, I think that they're starting to get the idea that AI is going to be a big deal going forward, artificial intelligence, and people were so scared of it. It was like, oh, this big boogeyman, it's, you know, we're going to have robots taking over the world and, <laughs> and Terminator's going to be popping out. And uh, But the reality of it is, I don't know about you, Jim, but I'm going to tell you, I use AI type stuff all the time. Uh, I, ha I have an app on my phone and I will use it because I'm looking for information. I'm looking for my phone will grab information for me that I can use 
quickly and put a lot of different, and it'll lead me to studies even. You know, if I'm looking for a study on a particular topic, hey, are there any studies on this particular thing? And it may be whatever. And it's amazing how it'll say, oh yeah, there was a study on this done this year by this person. And then I can go out there and I can look in the research papers on things because I like to go dig deeper. Now, sometimes I found that it has led me to studies and it said, AI said that this is what the conclusion of the study was. And in reality, when I read the study myself, I came to a different conclusion. So you got to be careful about this type of stuff. But would I have found the study otherwise? No, I wouldn't have. So it, it is helpful. Well, uh, yeah, it's just the, I think at this point, no one really knows exactly where that's going to go and how it's going to be beneficial. But it's obviously one of those things that's here to stay. Day, and it is truly amazing some of the stuff where you give this thing a, a you know a couple of prompts and all of a sudden it writes something that looks like a college thesis you mm -hmm. know that type of stuff a little um anecdote that's kind of funny um one of the times that i actually used it was i was having it drop i was just putting in some prompts and it would draw pictures and so i was like okay give me two airedales um in the desert in the style of salvador Air, dolly air what airedale's a dog okay thank it's you a it's a terrier. those are my <laughs> okay. dogs if you've seen pictures right. of my dogs, right. those okay. are my dogs all right that's what your dog is okay. yeah and so they were so i got you know a, a dolly-esque version of a couple airedales dolly I, got a, I got a version <laughs> of Airedales in space, you know, and and that's just playing around. But just the fact that it can just go out there on its own. You have too much time on your all hands, this, man. <laughs> all this amazing information and then how that will morph because what's really neat about this technology, there, there's a term for this and I wish when I read it, I would have tattooed it somewhere so I remember. Oh, no, don't tattoo it. But it... Um, <laughs> It's like this new technology comes out and people get really excited and uh -huh. want to throw tons of money at it. Yeah. And in the early years, typically though that money does, you know, it doesn't get market-based returns, market returns or whatever. Right. But then, you know, 10 years later, it's exploded in ways we never could have comprehended. Uh -huh. And that's happened, you know, that happened with the internet, that's happened with other things. And so it'll be interesting to me to see, you know, where does this go and explode and change things that people aren't really even thinking about at this well, point. Well, I think you're going to be excited to know that the AI convention happened this week. And one of the things they've got out there now is a car that senses how you feel. <laughs> you know, what it does, I have no clue, but it senses that. Seriously, a I am car, not joking. A, a I, car. Am, I am not joking. An a automobile. Car. An automobile. You get in and it senses how <laughs> so, you feel when you're so, in a traffic jam. Oh, this guy's depressed. It pulls into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That may be it. I didn't think of that one, but that's really funny. Uh, so so uh, the, the last one was the Rydex. Yeah, yeah, you love uh, the Rydex inverse NASDAQ 100 2x strategy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a, so that's what I was referring to earlier. That's the stuff you expect to see on a list like this because that's just there. It's easy to blow yourself up using that type of stuff. Well, it's amazing to me that there weren't more like that. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's it's, what it's I mean. I kept when you kept it, talking about funds that were more mainstream. I was like, really. Yeah, yeah, you know, like a sustainability fund, and then you've got the Emerging Markets Equity Fund and an all-China equity fund, the Voya Mid-Cap Opportunities Fund, Voya Global Bond, and Voya Large Cap Growth. They, they probably, they're probably hating all this press, but mm -hmm. uh, the squirrels are really mad. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but, you know, you do. You have a lot of funds that you wouldn't have necessarily thought, but, and, and I'm glad 
in a way, I'm glad that there were so many funds that you wouldn't normally have thought so that people can wake up and recognize that these big mutual fund companies and big investment firms are doing things that you just really don't even know that they're doing. You know, you think it's just a big, weird name fund and that ended up with this bad performance, but it's a lot of other funds that you think, well, that seems like fairly normal stuff. And that is what people ended up getting torn apart. Now, um, I'll save this till after the break. But I got to tell the story about the mainstream investment company. Yeah, we was waiting for that. You, you, you teased that last segment. So Yeah, I'll do that after. <laughs> I'll do that after. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything that we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. So we've been talking about the 15 worst performing mutual funds in 2023. And I got an invitation on a social media platform that my background was perfect for a job to be a portfolio manager for a major, major investment firm that has offices, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of offices all across America. I, I don't, it way, I, thousands, maybe even. But anyway, they, and I thought, and I told my wife, I said, well, this would be such a fun job. You know, just going in there and straightening up the portfolios of this huge investment firm. And, you know, she was like, yeah, right. And, <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, the thing is, is that um, the, the changing the culture at a, an investment firm, just darn near next to impossible. I mean, we've known guys that have tried to do it. I remember, you know, a friend of ours actually going to a broker dealer conference and, and actually talking about some of the stuff that we talk about here on this show, Jim. Yeah. And what happened to him? He was not received well. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have a gift for understatement, my friend. <laughs> you have a gift for understatement. Yeah, I mean, li literally, you know, just about um, railroaded out of town. Yeah, darn uh, feather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but you know, I had this instance that I was actually a big salesperson, which was kind of weird for me. But I actually believed in this one product that was put out there. And I wanted to expand some of the offerings in the product that were non-stock picking, non-market timing related. Because I was getting into all this academic investing and, and you know, three-factor model and multi-factor and, and market efficiency and, and, you know, how to determine what factors were actually being applied in a portfolio design. I was, you know, I, I get really nerdy in this stuff because I really, really enjoy it. So 
I was actually brought up to Chicago, of all places, Jim, and I actually was brought in on a uh, on a limousine. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, this is like big <laughs> stuff, man. So I brought in a limousine, and we were in a boardroom, a fairly small boardroom. And we were talking about things that we could do to make this product better. What could we do to really get it out there? And I said, we need to expand the offerings in the fund that are managed in this particular manner. And the lead portfolio manager for the fund company looks at me, this, this lady that was the lead portfolio manager looks at me and she goes, oh, Paul, that's not sexy. <laughs> I was shut down. <laughs> I was shut down in a heartbeat because what I was talking about wasn't sexy or wasn't what I was like, what, what does this have to do with that? We are trying to put together a product that's really good for clients that may make sense for them for their retirement portfolios. And that's what you're, that was, that was it. They did not do anything that I recommended and I left and I was gone. I was like, and that was the last I ever worked with the company. Yeah, it it's, that, that sounds, you know, very um, familiar in the way that when I started studying the academic side of investing and wanting mm -hmm. to provide that to my clients when I was still at the broker dealer, I mm -hmm. went there and said, hey, I want to do this, this and this and this. They wouldn't approve any of the marketing materials. They said, oh, we can't do this. And it was because I was going out and telling people that what all the other <laughs> reps were doing was the wrong way to was do criminal. stuff. Was, was, <laughs> Not was quite bad. criminal, but yeah. It was likely to result in poor performance yeah. next yeah. to this. And so they couldn't have those two competing messages. Right. And they had, you know, 99% of the company doing it the old way, gambling and speculating, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. And then coming in and saying, no, that stuff doesn't work. This is what you yeah. should do. Yeah. They, they didn't want to approve that. Yeah, you're not going to get any traction It wasn't there. sexy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, let's just face it, neither one of us are. <laughs> no, no, speak for, for yourself, yourself there. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. Knew, yeah. I heard that coming from a mile away. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.